Hey guys, before we get started, how about I read a five-star review from iTunes? Huh? I'm gonna do it anyway. I don't care what you say. Uh, this one was sent in. Uh, I'm quickly trying to look it up. Unprepared. What else is new? This one was sent in by Wine... Wine Donk? Wind on K. I don't know. It was sent in on Wednesday. And the headline is, hey, read this. Okay, you got it. This person gave me five stars. Enjoying the podcast. Record more. I'm doing it. Uh, frequent Zoltan Blind Lady Alehouse Monday Night Shows Attendee. Wow, that's that's a mouthful. But this is a person that uh, I live in Normal Heights, and there's Blind Lady Alehouse, a, a weekly Monday show that was put on uh, by Connor Lofman and the Thunderbar Comedy people, which is him, and uh, this person would come to that a lot, and thank you for coming to that a lot, that is, uh, that is much appreciated. They go on to say, hey, that YouTube special was great, we'll be donating, glad to hear that. I've seen you perform so many times, I'm pretty sure I can do a very disrespectful impersonation. I want to see said impersonation. If you're listening to this, maybe you can record yourself at home, I want to see said impersonation. Thank you for the review. Uh, if you'd like your review read in this part right here that's happening right now, go to iTunes, leave a five-star review and a comment, and I'll read it in the opening buffer. Other than that, uh, how about I plug my new hour that they mentioned? Because that's all I have to plug. I have nothing else to plug but my new hour. So let's talk about that, why don't we? Modern Mail is available for free on YouTube. Uh, it's, uh, it's at like, it, we're almost at 120,000 views, which is, I'm super stoked about that. Uh, and the, uh, GoFundMe that I set up for, um, Meals on Wheels, we're at, uh, $3,700 as I speak to you right now. And our goal is 5,000. So watch the special, give to the thing, and we're gonna do something good while we're doing nothing. This is, that's a good plan, right? You're not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. Let's make some good things happen while we slowly start to hate our family. Huh? All right. Let's hit the music. This Week in Zoltan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Welcome to This Week in Zoltan, episode 286, coming at you on a beautiful day. I don't know what day it is. I've, I've Since this thing, it's... Uh, I gotta look on my phone. It's a Wednesday. Didn't you know? Doesn't it feel like a Wednesday? It feels like a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday, April 8th, and I'm coming to you from my studio apartment, the podcasting studio. This is it. This is all the glamour uh, that you're listening to and or watching, because I am filming this. I am filming this, because I'm fooling myself into thinking I'm going to edit this on this new MacBook Pro that I bought, and I'm going to put it out on the YouTube and I know for a fact I'm not gonna use that clip on the video that I just said because I just picked my nose this is so weird because I've uh, I'm comfortable talking into a microphone with with either a live audience in front of me or um, or you listeners but like I got this camera set up off to the side so it has a good angle of my apartment has some artwork showing of some stuff I picked up uh, at a coffee shop on a heavy discount. Just wait for the right day. Painting a Bukowski over the shoulder. Hippie tapestry. 
couch cushions and Jessica sleeping on her red bed. She doesn't want to be in the video. Um, so this is how it's going to be. I'm trying to be creative. I, this is actually my second attempt at recording this. Yesterday I tried recording this and I looked into the camera and I said into the microphone, what's the point? And I slammed the computer shut, hit stop on the record. You know what I've noticed from all of this? I'm not that creative. I'm not that creative. Like I'm creative in stand-up. Like that's where my creativity comes out in front of a live audience with some thoughts that I had that I get to animatedly deliver to an unsuspecting audience. That's my that's my creative outlet. But as far as like I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to write some sketches and I'm going to edit some sketches and shoot some sketches." It's not that fun. I like writing them. I like shooting them, and I don't want to edit them. I don't know. I th- I just miss stand-up, man. And I've said it before on this podcast. Stand-up is, is the pinnacle. Live stand-up. Nothing gets better than that. And you need an audience. I'm not, I, I refuse. I refuse to do one of these, like, I'm in my living room doing stand No, 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 no. I'm not going to do bits. And so, You need an audience. That's why I've always said stand-up. Is it an art form? I don't know, because it's an art form that needs a crowd. It needs people. You need to feed off that. Otherwise, it just looks like you're sending in an audition tape. That's what it looks like. It doesn't feel like it should. Stand-up needs an audience, as does professional wrestling. Professional wrestling needs an audience. They just did WrestleMania without an audience. I didn't watch it, because I'm sure it sucked. I'm sure it sucked. They did one match that was shot like a movie scene with The Undertaker and AJ Styles. Maybe that one was good. I've heard good things. I heard it was the best part of it. But I've watched a couple of their TVs leading up to WrestleMania with no crowds, and it stinks. It stinks. You need that. It's part of the experience. I feel like other sports you can do without a crowd. Football, boxing, basketball, MMA. They're gonna. It looks like they're gonna do a UFC event in uh, somewhere in like an empty warehouse. That's that's. I'll watch that because it's legitimate. It's not sensationalized like pro wrestling. Pro wrestling, they they come out and they still pause and look at the audience that isn't there and do these grandiose. Why? Why is there an entrance? Just walk out there. Just walk your dumb ass out there and fight that other guy. What, what, why are we, what's, what, what, fireworks? Video packages? I don't know why I waved my hands like I'm doing a Bullwinkle impression, but we don't need any of this. Just go out there and fight. It should be, if pro wrestling wanted to try to do it, they should do it like they did the Ultimate Fighter. I don't know if you guys watched the Ultimate Fighter years ago. It might be a show that still happens. But it was a reality show where these fighters fight each other for a chance to win a UFC contract. And the fights were held in a gym with an octagon. And the only audience there to see it were the other fighters and their coaches. That was it. It was great. It was good, raw, gritty atmosphere. If you wanted to do wrestling like that, you could. Make it look like a legitimate fight, which pro wrestling was supposed to be this whole time anyway. And do it without an audience and make it feel like a fight. Dress everything down. You can't be grand. It just looks like you're in your living room. 
That's what it looks like. And that's why I don't want to do... <laughs> I can't believe I just did that whole long, drawn-out explanation for why I don't want to do stand-up in my living room. I'll record a podcast. I'll talk with you. I'm not going to like... I'll, I'll sprinkle in some bitty ideas, I guess, that hopefully one day, one day when this is over, I can I can do on a stage in front of people. I mean, for the people that have been listening to my podcast for a couple of years, you know I treat this thing like an open mic. Sometimes stories that I tell on here, ideas that I have on here end up on stage. But I am not going to do a live stream. Uh, I've had so many, so many requests from other... Com- and I'm not knocking other comics for doing them, all right? They're setting up live streams. They're doing stand-up in their living room. And they have like a Venmo thing set up so you can you can help them. I get it. And I'm very fortunate enough that the last two years have been kind enough to me that I don't need to do that for you know for the financial gain. And I'm not above it. Trust me, if this thing goes on a couple of years, I'll I'll be begging. I'll be like, this is my Venmo. Did you like my face? Did you like something I did you laugh at anything I've done over the last decade? You send me some money. I'm not above that. And I'm not knocking the comics that are doing it at all. I get it. I get it. We're in a weird independent artist zone where like I don't know how easy or hard it is to for us to sign up for unemployment. All these grants and payroll protection plans that everybody's having a hard time signing up for i'm sure is extra hard when you're self-employed and work in the entertainment industry i think it's something that we signed up for once you work in entertainment it's like yeah yeah, you're gonna be a starving artist until you're a millionaire uh, but that's a life you chose so if the world catches on fire we can't pull you out and i respect that i respect the hell out of that um but that's where we're at so i've been at home grinding my gears uh i just got off a phone with the manscaped people looks like i'll be doing a commercial in my house a vlog style commercial for a new product that they're launching and so uh that'll be cool because that'll get my creative juices flowing that'll give me a reason uh to don the grooming guru outfit in these hallowed halls hallowed hall that's how i just described my studio apartment, hallowed halls, uh, <laughs> but it'll give me a reason to be creative and do something, because that's what, that's what it really takes, I, <sighs> how much Netflix can you watch, you know, and I realize I just said that after asking you guys to go watch my hour on YouTube, but how much can you watch, all that entertainment is fun when you're purposely watching it to get out of work, it's like playing hooky, it's like skipping school. Going to the movies is fun. But when it's all you have to do, it takes the danger out of it. It's not that fun. Watching seven hours and 90 Day Fiance, I've done it. Guilty. Hand to God. I've watched a lot of 90 Day Fiance. And it, what I've learned from 90 Day Fiance, which by the way, if you don't know what it is, it's when an American falls in love It's a reality show on TLC. By the way, TLC used to be called The Learning Channel. And when I grew up, you used to watch, like, uh, I remember my mom used to make me watch, like, Babies Being Born. (laughs) It was very weird. She's like, watch this. You need to watch this. This You need to learn. This is what women do. And this is why everyone, for many reasons, this is one of the many reasons you need to respect women. Look what they have to do. That's what I did. I had to do that. You came out of there. 
And I was like, good lord, I just, we're trying to eat dinner. Um, it's on the Learning Channel. Now the Learning Channel is uh, dopey Americans getting suckered by foreigners who are looking to move to this country. And some people look at the show like, isn't that despicable for these people to con these Americans with doting love that isn't genuine and just so they can come to this country and move in. And that's not the way I see it. The way I look at it is these human beings want out of their country so bad they're willing to sleep with that. And you know, listen, if you watch the show, there's like a couple attractive people, but holy, like the, oh, dude, I, even if, if Trump, who's, President Trump's not for immigration, at least it seems that way, unless it's someone who looks like me, but what, dude, you, they earned it, they are, you, you slept with that? Get in here. You're obviously working harder than I am. Isn't that who we're looking for in this country? We're looking for someone with drive, with intuition, with a go-get-em attitude who's willing to risk it all to make it. That's what this country was built on. We're built on rebels who don't care. And we, 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 they came over from England and then they, they set up something and then shot some Native Americans in Thanksgiving and then Abraham Lincoln got shot and then 9-11 and here we are, coronavirus. That was a very quick history you know, of, of America, and I don't think I missed anything. Statue of Liberty. Thank you, France. And that's it. But that's what this country was built on, was rebels. And people were willing to do anything to make it happen. That's what these people are doing. These poor people are like want to leave their country so bad that they'll do something unimaginable as to sleep with these warthogs we call our fellow citizens that are looking for love, they deserve it. They deserve a citizenship and a, and, a, and a year's worth of income. Like, I know you'll figure it out afterwards, but boy, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Some people are like, man, that guy's a scam artist or that woman is a scam artist. No, 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 no. How awful is that country that they're willing to do that to get here? Whoa. I watched that show during dinner. Anyway, um, what was the point of all of that? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I've been watching. I've been watching 90 Day Fiance. And Bloodsport is on YouTube, by the way. Once you're done watching my new hour, Modern Mail, and you go, well, what now? Uh, go watch Bloodsport. It's on there for free. And uh, that's how I became a huge fan of Jean-Claude Van Damme, which a lot of people are. I know Bloodsport is a, it's a cult classic of a movie. Um, and that's what got me in. I watched that movie when I was five years old because I was raised by a single mom who worked two jobs and I didn't have to run my entertainment by her. So I watched Bloodsport and then went to kindergarten. <laughs> and then I remember... In kindergarten, Power Rangers came out, and I thought they were a bunch of snowflakes. I thought the Power I after you watch Bloodsport as a five-year-old, you can't go to school and have your classmates go, yeah, but have you seen Power Rangers? And then I watch Power Rangers, and I'm like, dude, I saw a dude get his face stomped and his bandana stolen. I saw another guy 
get his leg broken, where they showed the broken bone, and then I watched a third guy get murdered. Murdered. Killed. Killed in front of an audience that was chanting his name after he killed the guy. And you want me to watch the Power Rangers? A weird mix of goofy teens wearing astronaut outfits that can't even throw a decent roundhouse kick? I'm out. I'm done. I'm not in. I'm not in. Bloodsport's on YouTube. I'll tell you that for free. That's a free plug, Jean-Claude Van Damme. By the way, you let me down when I met you as a child. Let's tell that story again. Um, 1994, I'm living in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Jean-Claude Van Damme comes to town because he's shooting his movie Sudden Death there. By the way, as great as Bloodsport is, Sudden Death is a steaming pile of dukes. It's not a good one. Still watch it. What else are you doing? You got nothing to do. Go watch. This is your plan of action. You watch Modern Mail on YouTube, then you go watch Bloodsport on YouTube, then you go find out where in the hell you can watch Sudden Death and watch that. Maybe you can throw uh, five bucks at Jeff Bezos and he'll let you watch it on Amazon Prime. I don't know. But he's in town shooting the movie. And my mom's boss at the time knew the makeup artist on set for Sudden Death. And his name was Zoltan. So we had the Hungarian connection and we had the same name. So my mom got to take me on set and I got to watch my hero in 1994 so at the time I was in first grade I was like seven years old and I got to watch my hero shoot a fight scene on his next big movie I mean this is do you understand how big this moment is like think of who your hero was at that age and imagine getting to go meet them and so I went uh and I got to go to the makeup trailer they put like a fake scar on me made of like jam I got to eat it later it's already a great day and then I go down to the basement into the kitchen of this big building where this big fight scene's going to happen. And I found out that Jean-Claude Van Damme doesn't kick as much ass as was made made to seem like in the movies. He doesn't, it's, he, there was a stunt double. He did everything. Van Damme just came in for some close-up reaction shots of him taking a couple shots to the liver and then that was it. And then they brought in a guy who kind of looked like him to do all the risky stuff. And I'm like, what? What gives? I was just, I was deflated. And then to make matters worse, the whole point of me going there, they're like, yeah, we'll get you a picture with Van Damme. And then after I watched my hero not be a hero on set, this lady in a headset comes by and goes, I'm sorry, he's too tired to take a photo with you. And I look around the corner, he's laying on a mattress just in a hallway, resting. Now, years later, I found out that at this time, he was, hey, he loved cocaine. So maybe he had a wild night, and he, you know, I've been hung over. Not from cocaine, but I've been hung over from regular substances that, for some reason, we deem legal. And uh, so I get having a hangover and not wanting to be around kids during a hangover. I've been to many birthday parties on an early Sunday morning. I wish I wasn't at. Um, But still pretty heartbreaking from the eyes of a seven-year-old. I didn't get a picture with him. One time he walked by and he patted my head. That's I, That felt like I got knighted. I'll give him that. Uh, I, the only picture I did get was I got a Polaroid with a stunt double. <laughs> that, that, that was my Van Damme story. I got a Polaroid with a stunt double. Very nice guy. Who's the real hero on the set? If you ask me, he's the one who did all the work 
and he gets his name like at the end of the credits when you're already gone you're already firing up the firebird to get home uh or the fiero whatever other f car there was at the time ford bronco uh <laughs> no credit did all the work i got a polaroid with that guy that's my van damme story but go watch Bloodsport. And then go watch Sudden Death and realize that a seven-year-old Zoltan was heavily disappointed on that set. Well, you got to meet his hero. Um, what else has been going on? I took some notes. I got a mask. I went and got a mask. Masks are now recommended by the CDC, the Center for Disease Control. Uh, they recommend you wear a mask. It's not enforced, but they recommend it. And they go, if you don't have a mask... Uh, make a funny video of you putting underwear on your face. I think that's what the CDC said. They were like, either get a surgical mask or or don't do it. I actually have one. I got the mask. Uh, Emma gave it to me. Thank you, Emma. And it uh, it's not a good look. Me with the surgical mask, I look like, I don't know, I look like one of those doctors that's like doing a good deed in a third world country. You know those, like, the long hair and beard, and you're like, is he a doctor, or does he just have some penicillin? Like, that kind of thing. Like, I don't know if this guy's a real doctor, but he seems to have a face mask thing, so I guess he's a doctor. Uh, I got one of those things, and I wore it to the grocery store with some gloves, and uh, I was looking, at, and I'm like, every dude that doesn't have a mask is single. That was the first thought I had. Like, cause there's some dudes not wearing a mask and I'm like, oh yeah, I wouldn't be wearing one either if I didn't have this girl in my life. I wouldn't be wearing one either. I wouldn't do it. But she's there and she's like, you're not, I'm not hanging out with you unless you wear this mask. And I'm like, I don't wear the mask. But all, anytime you see a dude out there without a mask, that man is single. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's, he's not washing his hands as much as he says he is. Even if he's tweeting about it, go to his house. Sneak into his house. I bet you there isn't even a bar of soap. He is showering with shampoo. You see a man without a mask, that man is single. Um, went and got some groceries. Wearing my stupid mask. I went to the... I also did this, regrettably so. I went to the farmer's market. Because I, I wanted to help the local small business. And they still do the farmer's market. It's just a cut-down farmer's market. It's only, like, fruits and vegetables, meats and eggs. You know, they don't have the fancy stuff. There's not there's not a guy, like, uh, making crepes, or there's no one making uh, avocado toast or a blended coffee or making sombreros out of, like, used whatever's rolled-up toilet paper. Like, there's no arts and crafts and that kind of stuff. No one's retired art teachers are at the farmer's market selling their wares. It's all just produce and meats and eggs and stuff. So I'm like, I'm going to go support. But they still have it set up so you can't touch anything. So like you go up to these tents and they have a table between you. And I'm like, I need some avocados. I'm like, can you get me some avocados? But you can't touch the avocados. They just like give you the bag. And so I spent $10 on a sack of rocks. That's what I got. They sold me five green painted rocks. They are in, they're the hardest avocados I've ever seen, like, they wouldn't, I want them to go out of business. I'm, I'm half mad that they sold me that. I've, and they're like, I, I looked online as far as what to do, and they're like, put it in a brown lunch bag and put it in your windowsill. It's been there for five days, 
and I think I'm just a dummy who paid $10 for green rocks and for some reason put them in a brown bag and they're sitting on my windowsill. I feel like such a sucker. I gotta go to a real grocery store where I can finger the avocados a little so I can go, oh, I can actually eat these this decade? I'll keep you updated on these green rocks. I'm pretty sure I'm never gonna eat them. I'm pretty sure this, like, once this turns into a real pandemic and people are out there fighting each other for toilet paper, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be using those avocados as weapons to keep people away from my TP stash. Weapons is what they sold me. Um, what else do I have here? I'm on the TikTok app. Boy, did that app make me feel old. That's the first app that really made me feel old. I remember when Snapchat came out, I'm like, well, this is dumb, but I think I can get it. But then I didn't get it. Like, I didn't download it. I deleted it after I started one. I'm like, this is stupid. But then TikTok, this is the first one where I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like when my parents joined Facebook. This is what they felt like. They're like, is this new? Are we, is this new and cool? Can I, can we, huh? Am I here? Am I allowed? Can I, how does, what do you do with this? That's how TikTok has felt. But I, I just put my stand-up clips up there. And anytime I try to, like, TikTok's huge on, like, you dance in front of the camera and then, like, they'll put on, like, you pick a song, which is creepily, their recommendations on what song to go with your video is upsetting. It's very accurate, okay? I did this one where I crossed my eyes. I took it down because it scared me. I did this one where I did cross eyes and I brought the camera close and the first song they recommended, and then I did a weird thing where I, like, I winked at the camera and, and snarled my lip. And the song they recommended me, I swear to you, the lyrics were, Check out these eyes and these lips. I got style. Or something, something. But each lyric was perfectly matched up to my movements that I did separately. Somehow, that app saw the video I uploaded, which is my movements, and said, you should do this song. These lyrics actually match what your dumb face is doing in this video. We should be terrified. That's way too much. I'm that old man now. That's too much technology. Pump the brakes. I'm, li I'm willing to one day get comfortable with Tesla driving me around without me holding the steering wheel. I'm willing to maybe one day get comfortable with that. But I'm never cool with whatever technology it takes for TikTok to know what song to match with my body movements and my janky rhythm. up We should all be scared. We should be riding our congressperson, who is just an older person that's going to be terrified of this app. They're going to be like, wait, what did you say about Tesla? That's where they're going to be scared of. Speaking of old people, like that segue... Pat Robertson from uh, the 700 Club. He's like a religious guy. That's probably not uh, that's probably not the best definition for him. He's like a religious guy. I think he's a pastor. He, uh, in an article or on a show or somewhere, I don't know, it got posted on Twitter and there was a blurb of his article. Maybe I'm taking that out of context, but the only interesting part that was posted was he's blaming, uh, he's blaming the coronavirus on uh, all on oral sex, I should have given you a heads up. If there's any kids listening to this, turn this down. Cause I'm gonna oral. That's what Pat Robertson 
just talking about. And by the way, is there anything grosser than the fact that we know that Pat Robertson knows what oral sex is? That's what I found disturbing. I think that's going to spread way more coronavirus. I think people are now running out and licking railings and steering wheels and, and shopping carts. They're licking everything trying to get coronavirus so they can leave an earth that includes a 125-year-old Pat Robertson knowing what oral sex is. That is upsetting. I can't live in a world like that. Give it to me now. Give it to me now. And I hope I'm not asymptomatic. Yuck. That's what Pat Robertson thinks. He thinks people doing that is causing the (coughs) dead. I'm glad he's rich. That's what I'm 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 glad Pat Robertson has been on TV for a while and I'm glad he's got money cuz there's no way if this poor old man gets sick there's no way he has a woman in his life that's going to take care of him cuz if he is that anti oral there's no way someone's going to be like fighting to help. I don't think so. Pat Robertson looks like a lame lay if you ask me. I'm not saying I'm some Adonis and I'm not saying you are either but I'm pretty sure all of us could lay it down better than Pat. And I'm not talking about Pat Robertson now. Pat Robertson looks like he was bad at this his entire life. Telling us that oral sex caused the coronavirus. Oh, man. If he could find one scientist. One. Just one. Just one scientist to go, not only no, but hell no. And uh, now I'm going to inject myself with it because I know that you know what oral sex is. And that's making my skin crawl. Making a crawl. Uh, what else do I have here? I watched the new uh, Louis C.K. hour came out, which I don't know if that's legal. Um, I don't know if that's allowed. But uh, whatever backlash will come from that, I think will not be around once I can do live stand-up again. I think I said that on the last episode, but this is the right time. If, if you're... This is the time to get in trouble, all right? This is the time to go on Twitter, post something outlandish on Facebook, uh, release a sex tape, release something embarrassing, post something ugly, because whatever backlash is, what are they going to do, fire you? from? You're already done. You're already done. Everyone's at home. This is the time to get in trouble, and by the time the world gets back to normal, which it might not, uh, people will forget about it. Outrage lasts for like a week tops, and that's if you're like really famous, you know? And if you're a nobody and you yell something racist at somebody on a subway and they catch you on like a cell phone footage and then they try to get you fired that day, if they don't get you fired that day or the next day, they're already over it. Now's the time. Go be a maniac. And by the time we go back to normal, people will be like, what? He said, ah, that was a while ago. I mean, just, you know, don't host the Oscars one day because apparently they don't forget but anyway i watched the new louis hour it's funny it's funny he did it it's it's louis some of this stuff's creepy because i know what he did and then i want and i'm like i wasn't i i said this when all those allegations came out we're like can you believe he did that yeah because i listened to his jokes those jokes aren't coming out of nowhere he's not that he's not like he doesn't come up with those creepy, like, sex jokes and perverted stuff out of thin air. That's something that's 
that's swirling around in his brain. That is, that fits him. That that fits him. That fits. But the new hour was funny. Uh, he talks about the uh, scandal a little bit at the end. So if you want to hear what he says about that, go. I think like fifty minutes in. Watch like the first m- minute or two, and then watch the last five to ten, and I think you can get it. Um, but yeah. That was, a, that was a very anticlimactic end right there. <laughs> uh, we're going to do a song of the week here in a second. Did I have any other notes? I don't know. Keep baking bread. I was trying to come up with some things. Here's here's a list of things you guys can watch. I already said, of course I'm plugging me because uh, we're in the business of me. Uh, go watch Modern Mail and donate to the GoFundMe. We're raising money for Meals on Wheels. It's a good thing. After that, go watch Bloodsport. After that, look up Sudden Death on whatever the hell that's streaming on. And uh, try to guess which scene in the movie broke my heart. And then, uh, I also recommend Shit's Creek on Netflix. Of course, Tiger King. Uh, everybody's watched it already. If you haven't, get on that. Uh, Hunters on Amazon Prime is an amazing show. Uh, oh, I think I plugged this the last time, but I'll plug it again. Platform on on Netflix. Uh, watch that, and then uh, be sad that once things get going again, that's essentially the society we live in. The movie is a bunch of metaphors about capitalism and the class system, and uh, hoping to God you never get sent to prison in whatever universe that was set in. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it. Let's do a song of the week and we'll get out of here. How about that? Let me hit stop on this. Good. Camera's down. Let me get my my, uh, my Bluetooth speaker and we're going to play some music. Oh, did you hear that knee pop? This is the song I'm going to play for you guys. Uh, I've been playing it on repeat because uh, that's who I am. I get a song in my head. And then I I just, I play it over and over again until it makes me vomit. So maybe this will be the time it makes me vomit. I don't think it will, but I love the song. It's by The Weeknd, and it's called uh, Blinding Lights. It's very popular. It's on all the jams, you know, and uh, I'll play it for you now. Till then, I'll see you guys next time I decide to record, which will hopefully be sooner than later. But also, what's the point? Huh? Here's the weekend.
Have a great day, week. Enjoy yourselves.